We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And welcome to a bumper Boxing Day special EPL preview show. So yes, normally I'm probably thinking, or you're probably thinking, where's Dave Hendrick? But... We are like buses people, so one day goes and we've got another one just to slot in. It's our time of year, isn't it? The Dave time of year. The Only Fools and Authors Christmas specials will be on. This is where we thrive, people. So I'm your host, Dave Davis, coming to you with some big messages over the festive period for this EPL Index preview show. Ladies and gents, you need to have a word with yourself today. It would be easy to say... I ate too much at Christmas. It would be easy to say, I drank too much, I'm tired, all that type of thing. We'll take it easy. We'll have a, a chill day, that type of thing, you know. And maybe the Mrs. Encourager, they'll snuggle under the blanket, you know. So maybe nice movies, a bit of hot chocolate, something like that. Get a grip. You need to start talking to yourself like you would talk to your number six, your holding midfielder. It's Boxing Day. It's a full schedule. Over the next few days, every single team in the Premier League will play. Even if you're not playing today, you need to be looking, seeing what has an impact because things are moving at the top and at the bottom of the Premier League, people. As you would say to your holding midfielder, you cannot shirk a challenge here. You can't get sucked into going to the shopping. You can't get sucked into going round to your Auntie Val's, meeting up with her friend Kath and all that type of thing and having a bit of a catch-up. You can't be missing this football. There's early, there's afternoon, there's late. Get on the sweatpants, do what you need to do, turkey curry, sandwiches, whatever, go again. And now that we've said that, we'll say no more about it, ladies and gents, because there is a jam-packed schedule. And we're not just going to review it one day today, Boxing Day. And that's why it's called Boxing Day, ladies and gents, because it's a full day of football. It's a fighting day as all the teams fight for their various prizes, rewards, just even mere survival with someone. There's even a six-pointer really on the schedule already, so to speak. We'll even be talking over the next few days, because like we said, if you didn't hear me first time, every single team plays over the next few days. So let's jump into it. And there's a half 12 on Boxing Day. Sounds beautiful, doesn't it? Start the day early. It's a hell of a game, to be honest, for different teams. It's in St. James's Park. It's Newcastle versus Nottingham Forest. And two teams with very different aims at the moment. One established manager, one brand new manager in Nuno for Nottingham Forest. So let's talk about these teams. I mean, you start with Newcastle. They're seventh place and they're seven points off fourth. Yeah, they're just in danger of possibly losing touch. They'll also be thinking, 
Okay, we've got Anfield on New Year's Day as well. So they will be literally thinking this has to be three points. There's nothing but that acceptable. Interestingly, Borough Forest player Lasalle's was forced off in the last game, wasn't he, against Luton away. So he's a doubt. And Newcastle's injury problems are well documented. It's a, There's Dan Byrne come back recently, that's important to say, but it's another centre-back going out. So they should still fancy themselves in this one because you look at Nottingham Forest, they're 18th. And they are sliding. Sorry, 17th. I'm dropping them a place there, aren't they? Now, in a bit of defence for them, they lost at home to Bournemouth, didn't they, in the, the last game? But an absolutely abysmal red card to Willie Bowley plays, you know, every part in that realistically. I'm sure we've all seen it. And listen, with a full schedule, gives a chance for the, the PGMOL to open more investigations than the Tory party, in all honesty, doesn't it, with this? But... They are really struggling. They're not scoring many, which I know people will also be shouting Forest fans that you did get a couple. Chris Wood back on the score sheet against Bournemouth in that that defeat recently. But then they're not scoring many. They're leaky. And you have to be honest, you look at certain things that Sangare's out and the the big one, Awoni's out. And much as Nuno is in, as you can talk about new manager bounce, which could well play an aspect they can't score goals. They can't stop goals going in. They are the team that is on the slide and getting sucked in. So this is massive for them because I'll also be looking at others as well. You know, the ones even below them thinking we can claw our way out here potentially. So the smart money does say for this one, in all honesty, that it'd be foolish to back against Newcastle and, and, you know, I'd well predict a, a Newcastle win with this one, in all honesty. But, it's quite important for Forest that for them, you see some fight. I know people say away at St. James's Park is a tough place to go, and it has been for many a team, but Forest are in big trouble. There is a number of three o'clocks, and an interesting one that we'll move to because we'll, we'll do it in alphabetical or sort of the ones there that show up on the calendar. But Bournemouth versus Fulham. Now, Bournemouth are a real, to be fair informed team under a roller, aren't they, at, at the moment? So they're, they're really riding a wave. They're 12th in the league. Have got um, mixed injury news, so they're hopeful that, well, I say hopeful, they'll hopeful they'll get Kirkes and Traore. Kirkes has been good for them at left-back, especially back. They missed the, the Forest away win. There is question marks, isn't there, over Lewis Cook and Adam Smith, so whether they would be fit for this one, not the biggest squad that Bournemouth have got. But you have to look at Bournemouth and say, I mean, they've, they've been to Old Trafford, they've been to the City Ground. They've taken 16 points from the last 18 available. They really are, you know, the form team. And I'm sure there's only one player to really talk about. Everyone will know this. You may well have put him in your fantasy team recently. Dom 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 Solanke. 11 goals now for the season. I mean, he's rivaling the big boys at the top and... He's kind of taken his time. It always seems to be a youth with promise, didn't he, in the Jesse Lingard category. But he is shining, especially at the moment. So hard to to bet against them in this one. I mean, when you look at their opposition, Fulham, I mean, they're on a bit of a slide. They slide to 30. You know, literally it is one place below them. Raul Jimenez will still be serving, serving his ban after that sending off at Newcastle. Willian missed Burnley last time out. And, the big thing to say is with Fulham, is he's got they've done okay recently. You know, they gave Liverpool a, a game away, a hell of a fright. But 
They've not won in their last eight away games. I mean, that's a pretty stark statistic, isn't it, when you put it that way? So the smart money does say, with Bournemouth riding the wave, Fulham's away form, Fulham actually losing his at home against Burnley last time out, you'd be nudging towards the home team for that one. But plenty still to play for for those two. And speaking of plenty still to play for, survival to play for in this one. Bramall Lane, three o'clock. Massive game in Premier League terms, a proper six-pointer, as you call it. Sheffield United versus Luton, both in the relegation zone, both trying to claw their way out, both hoping the likes of Forrest get sucked in. Everything to play for for both these teams. I mean, it's an interesting one when you look at the, the home team, Sheffield United. Obviously, since uh, since the new manager bound, so to speak, come back in, good old Chris, take it over for, uh, from Heckingbottom. They got a great away point at Villa. Cameron Archer scoring there. And they'll be gutted, obviously, that the Zainolo got that last-minute equaliser. But, you know, there are, there are only five off safety. So they will be looking upwards now with Wilder back in charge. So they'll see this as a big chance. Probably team news, Bogle suspended for them. Not a headline name, but a few may have him in the, the fantasy teams. Real workhorse for them, so to speak, but up and real box to box, it's fair to say, a good all-round technical midfielder that way as well. So he, he will be a bit of a miss. When you look at Luton, I mean... What a, I mean, what a week, couple of weeks, however you want to put it. It's been, there's the Tom Lockyer situation. I mean, everyone's heart goes out to them, doesn't it, for that? And, you know, wishing good health and happiness to Tom Lockyer at this time of year, especially. But, you know, the, that, that Bournemouth game was sort of abandoned, wasn't it? It's got to be replayed. It seems crazy to say, but Luton could get out the relegation zone with a win here. I mean, even just that, at this stage of the team, but you know, the season, you've got to give every shout out to Rob was for the job he's doing there. Marvellous Nakamba's back from suspension as well. I mean, maybe because we're building it such a massive game, a six-pointer, it might well have a draw written all over it, but it, nothing would surprise me in that one, that one, sorry, but it does feel an absolutely massive game. No two ways about it. And speaking of massive games at the bottom, but also the top comes into the, to affect the the half-five kickoff in this one. So, probably as we're saying as well, it's the one time you won't mind your missus being a shopper because if you've got a Prime subscription, this is the time to make hay. But, I mean, Fulham, again, probably trying to look up now uh, rather than in the, the doldrums. They, they beat Fulham away 2-0, didn't they? They are only three points off safety. They're expected to have a lot back for this one as well. So Goodmanson, Jack Cork, Aaron Ramsey, not that one, the other one, could all be back. I mean, after the 2-0 the victory, it's interesting. They've got a lot of players on sort of three goals, but probably Odebert, the, the French winger, they'll be looking to him again. He's their top scorer with four. Still a big ask, isn't it, for Liverpool visiting. Now, Liverpool have got their injuries. They lost Costas Simicast, didn't they? Luis Diaz got a knock both in that, that Arsenal game, so he's uncertain. You know, even returning, it may just come too soon for the likes of Diogo Jota and Alexis McAllister for them. Liverpool as well have tended to struggle, haven't they, away against the lower teams. You always think that with them, so that'll be a factor. However, 
you still think the likes of Salah scoring, Trent Alexander-Arnold in form, it still seems a massive, massive ask for Burnley here, even at Turf Moor. It also seems a massive, massive ask because Jurgen Klopp loves Boxing Day. If you actually look at his record, Liverpool have won every game Boxing Day since he took over. Even think back to they have played here in Boxing Day before when Ragnar Klavan, probably a, a Phoenix from the Flames type one there, scored a last-minute winner. An old Estonian centre-back for Liverpool. Liverpool fans will appreciate that one. So, yeah, tough ask for Burnley. But again, another massive game. And the final one on Boxing Day, and this is still like after eights, Cadbury's Heroes, Quality Street, a bit of turkey picking it off, like a, a revisit to the buffet, whatever you need. Do not shrink here, people. 8 p.m. Manchester United, Aston Villa. A massive game for both teams in very different ways. I mean, it's United, the Ratcliffe minority investment's been announced, so a lot of eyes will be on the direct spots and talk will be about all that. I mean, United, you never know what you're going to get. Literally, they are the tub of celebration, so to speak, for all, all the football fans. I mean, the last game, they were absolutely abject in that early kickoff at West Ham in that 2-0 defeat, weren't they? I mean, they'll be trying to be hopeful for the defensive point of view and they'll be looking to that and saying, we had Johnny Evans and I think it's Billy Kalamba it's pronounced at the back, but Diogo Dallo should be back for this one after he was sent off at Anfield. Varane hopeful to, to be back as well after illness. I mean, they, they have to win it. I don't think many see it that way, but if they're going to have any hope of the top four, but they're eight points off it now, they're also, especially for Ten Hag and his future, and everyone's going to be focused on that quite rightly, they're trying to avoid losing three home games on the trot. I mean, that is just dire for Manchester United. And all eyes will be on this and all the talk will be over United. But it should not be ignored that Aston Villa are right there just off the top of the Premier League. Now, it's an interesting one because... That home game against Sheffield United, everyone expected to, you know, a banker. I think you had that, didn't you? You might have well adjusted your teams for your fantasy. But having beaten City recently, having beaten Arsenal recently at home, this was the first time you saw Villa look really nervous. I think that's important to say. They just looked nervous and they needed that Zainolo last gasp equaliser. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You also look and think they're going to be missing some key players, Matty Cash, but more importantly, Kamara still suspended. Now, people look at that midfield and go, Douglas Luiz, McGinn, their key. Yeah, absolutely. Kamara is the key one that allows them to tick. Kamara allows Douglas Luiz to push forward. Kamara allows John McGinn to have a more of a, a flowing role, using that big arse, getting forward, holding the ball up, even, you know, coming on to things like, didn't look as good without him there, didn't he? Such a key cog. 
There's even a bit of uncertainty here as well over Pau Torres, isn't he? He's been nursing a knock recently at centre-back. So this really could go anywhere, couldn't it? And it will be interesting to see if Villa do respond, United respond to a new minority investment. But we can't say owner, but as we're told, Sergio Ratcliffe and his team, the Ineos boys, are going to be running the football operation. So it will have that feel of it. And that's everything on the 26th Boxing Day. So like I say, plenty as it's aptly named to fight for there. The 27th. So a couple here. A lot of evening kickoffs. So Chelsea Palace is a, an interesting one to start with a half seven one there. I mean, Chelsea. You know, they lost at Wolves last time out. But more importantly, the horrendous misses. I mean, you can't get away from Sterling just not squaring it there, can you? Although maybe people look at Jackson. I mean, you look at Chelsea, never as a team that spent so much, needed so much as well. They are 14 points off the top four now. The only real positives you can give for them is Cuckoo's back, isn't he? He scored a good goal, so that they'll be looking to him, especially with it being at home. You know, nobody coming back. Reese James is still out long term. Palace, I mean, they'll be gutted they didn't win that grudge match, didn't they? That against Brighton at home at Sellers Park, but Danny Welbeck got a last minute equaliser. You do look at Palace away though, and you think, well, hold on, they drew two two at City at the Etihad. However, there's real pressure now on Roy Hodgson. They're seven without a win since November. They're six from the drop zone. They're not quite on a Forest-style slide, but you are just looking and thinking this could be a tough one in this regard. And, and Roy, I don't know, it's hard, hard to say, but he's under pressure. There's no two ways about that. So is Pochettino as well, more than anything. So hard to predict, but I'd be nudging towards a home win in that one. And then one that, that does have a, a mid-ish table field, same time, half seven, Brentford v Wolves. I mean, it's interesting with Brentford. They're already seven points from the drop zone, but you don't really look at them that way. And also, players coming back in the short term, Matthias Jensen set to be back for this one. And they're counting down the day until Ivan Tony returns, even if he's going elsewhere, as all the rumours are reported. But that would give them money, isn't it? It's not far there. I mean, last time out, they had that they didn't last time out. That's important to say. It was postponed, wasn't it, against City because they were over in the World Club Cup. So they are well-rested Bournemouth. That's the big call-out for this one. They haven't had a game since the 17th of December. That's very, very different for the rest. So that well swings it in their favour. You look at Wolves, they're level on points with Chelsea after they beat them last time out in a good 2-1 win. They're good at Molyneux. They've not got the best away record. Now, I know some Wolves fans have listened to this are going to be screaming at me and talking about VAR, which is more than fair, as Gary O'Neill's remained dignified on it. But the smart money would probably be on a Brentford. But it wouldn't surprise me, really, either way. And on the 27th, hopefully there's some turkey left over for you because the big one at 8.15, Everton versus Manchester City. I mean... This has got potential to be huge. I mean, Everton, despite the 10-point deduction, they're four points away from the drop zone. I mean, what a job Sean Dyche has done. They were really unlucky last time out, weren't they, against Spurs? A couple of VAR calls, which could, could have gone either way, debatable, to be fair. But 
having gone behind quickly. They're, they're showing fight nowadays as well, Everton, and they were lucky in a 2-1 defeat. Probably the positives they're looking at as well. Andre Gomez was back, having, you know, not played for a while, and he scored as well, so another body, at least, so to speak, for them. But Goodison, Christmas time, hostile atmosphere, could be an interesting test for City, who are, you know, the world champions, it's important to say. They are six off top. They do have a, a game in hand. I mean, it's more like it's like to be a bigger total, isn't it, by the time this one comes around. But this is just that time of year where they click into gear and even if they're not playing well, they start winning. Now, interestingly enough, begin that game against Fluminense, despite all the, the training shots of Haaland, De Bruyne back, neither played, neither were on the bench either. So it will be interesting. It's a bit uncertain and we'll, we'll probably have to wait to see what Pep Guardiola says on this one. But, you know, two of the big hitters could, could be back. And then for me, maybe the biggest hitter at City, everyone will be eyes peeled for what's happening with Rodri, especially the other teams at the top. I'll be hoping it's not favourable because he went off with a knee injury. I mean, he said afterwards, doesn't feel too bad, even though he was scared and crying at the time. Pep Guardiola did say, you know, we'll have to wait and see. So, and then there's a lot of teams at the top. I'll be hoping Rodri is absent, but yeah, he's the the big main man. So it's an uncertainty around him for this one. And then we move to the final two games out of the ten to complete the full schedule on the twenty eighth. You've got Brighton versus Spurs again. Sounds a great game on paper, doesn't it? You look at Brighton again, only nine points off the the top four. What a job does Ebrey's doing? They got, you know, they're scrapping as well. They got that last minute Danny Welbeck equaliser in the grudge match against Palace. <laughs> they are looking a bit tired, it's fair to say, after the Europa exploits. You wonder if it could catch up with them, especially around this busy period. The one thing you have to say with this when you're previewing it, there's going to be goals because it's Spurs. We know how leaky they can be and Spursy, so to speak. But Brighton, no clean sheet in 22. So this one guarantees your goals. Spurs, quietly, after all the berating of them by other fans, they're back in the top four again. They're only four points off the top. Beating Everton, as we said, in that 2-1. Everton's old boy is starting to spark into life. Charleston, hasn't he? I mean, he's got four goals in his last three league games. He's really in a, a purple patch, which has taken about a million games to get there. But hey-ho, there's a bit of uncertainty around him, which Brighton fans will be hoping for. He was taken off in the game against Everton and did say he thinks it's not serious, but Brighton fans will be hoping that he is absent for this one. I mean, again, it's hard to predict because it is at Brighton, the Amex, but the smart money would say goals at both ends. One of them, if you have it in your accumulator, you do one of them, no teams to score, sounds perfect. And then the final one, the Christmas Day toppers. Arsenal against West Ham, the 8-15 kickoff on the 28th. I mean, this is an interesting one. Arsenal were top last year. Look how that ended. Feels a bit different, doesn't it? And you saw that, that almost determination in Arsenal. They got that draw at Anfield last time out. There's no new injury worries in this one, and it will suit them. I mean, you look at all the challenges and who's done travel and all that. They'll have had a five-day gap, so they should be quite fresh for this one as well. No real injury worries from that Anfield clash either. West Ham, there will be Boyd. 
I mean, all the criticism on David Moyes, and there's been a lot of criticism, especially after that Carabao defeat. They're only six points off fourth. They've just beaten United at home. And you look at the goal scorers there, Kudas and Bowen. Both of them are firing. Bowen's right up there, isn't he, in double figures at the top. Kudas, what a signing he's been from Ajax. It just depends which version, possibly, of, of West Ham shows up, doesn't it? Because they have taken points on the road against teams like Spurs, but if it's the version that showed up in the Carabao, yeesh. So, yeah, and Fulham away, you think that thumping they got as well. So, they're a bit, they blow hot and cold, so to speak, but if they blow hot, they will give Arsenal a hell of a game. They really will. But the smart money probably still says that the Gunners return to the top of the table there. But listen, it's a Christmas period. It's where miracles happen. It's where teams are looking for it. All round, I mean, top of the table, headline grabbing, takeovers, relegation six-pointers. What more could you want? Surprise gift-wise in the bottom of your stocking. So, ladies and gents, it's Christmas time. Enjoy yourselves. Relax. Goodwill to all men. And that was a special EPL index preview of the Premier League games. Sports Social Podcast Network.